10 questions that Sacramento Kings will need to answer this season. I got my boy Vince Vericle once again to break it all down. Without further ado, guys, let's get to it. And number one, De'Aaron Fox will have to carry this team. We all know that. But what does that truly mean, Vince? Uh, it means just continue improving on exactly what he did last season, right? We saw the scoring go up, career high. The assists go up, I believe that was also a career high. It just comes down to that shooting, and I think another big thing that not a lot of people are talking about because it's just an assumption that it's there, but things that you and I have both heard, right, is that I think leadership is going to be needing to continue to be built here during the season. I know we've seen glimpses of it, but we want to see him truly take that role and say, hey, I'm that guy, listen to me, I'm the leader, not only by example, but by voice. And I think that's the thing we're going to see. Jump shot and leadership, man, and continuously doing exactly what he's been doing because the skills are there. He's got the talent to be the guy for any franchise. I think it's there. I want to see right now, are you a Batman or are you a Robin? Are you a guy that leads the team or are you a guy that helps the leader? And that's what we're going to find out this season. There it is. Are you a Batman or are you a Robin, De'Aaron Fox? I believe he has a talent to be a top 10 player in the NBA. That is how high I am. And that and those are the expectations that I'm putting on this man because I know he can take it. He is that gifted. Whether or not that comes to fruition, we don't know. I hope it does because if he becomes a top 10 player, that means the Kings are actually relevant once again. But let's hope for the best there. At number two, the imperfect utilization of Harrison Barnes. What does that mean, Vince? It means that will... Luke Walton, the notorious Luke Walton, know how to use Harrison Barnes this season? I mean, it kind of just depends on how you view it. You need to use, and I don't mean you as in me and you, or you as in the person I'm talking to, but just you as the person that is listening to the show, or Luke Walton. I mean, I think Harrison Barnes should definitely be used as a as, as exactly what it, a floor spacer as well as someone that can get you an easy bucket in the post. I think his post work is underrated. He's a good post player. The things that he worked on, I believe it was two seasons ago, and you and I actually did a full podcast on how well we actually believe Harrison Barnes did with that scoop shot and keeping his arms long to draw those fouls. And not only keeping them long to draw the fouls, but to finish with those fouls and finish with his left hand. I think he needs to be used more in the offense as more than just a third option type of guy. I think he needs to be in the conversation certain games where he can be utilized as a number two option. I'm not saying he's the number two option of this team, but I'm saying that there's games where he can be that guy and they need to start focusing on him when he is that guy because Harrison Barnes is one of the most consistent players on this Kings team and you have to use him that way. So I think using him as a consistent presence is what needs to be happening this season. I can't say it any better. Question number three, the combination of De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton. How do you see that going? Will it be a winning recipe? If De'Aaron Fox is as strong as he is, he, as uh, his videos make him out to be and his pictures are showing him to be, it can be, right? It's still small, though. Like Camera adds on pounds. It looks good during the preseason. But when the regular season starts, size matters. Pause. And I think that <laughs> <laughs> I just I just think that when it comes to guarding the real point guard shooting guard combos that are out there in this league, is quickness going to be the only thing that you're going to rely on? Is IQ the only thing you're going to be really relying on? Because what what happened in certain moments in games, Leo? We saw Rashawn Holmes, their best defender on the team get into a lot of foul trouble because he had to help bail out those guards 
because they kept slipping past. And that's a problem. So strength is going to matter between those two if it's going to work. IQ-wise, talent, how they use each other works great, right? Camaraderie is there. We've seen it in the videos that they keep posting all the time through Comcast. Mm -hmm. We see it. It's there. But strength and size matters. Again, pause. That's what she said. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> Michael. Michael. Pause. Pause, Zach. The combination of both Reese and, 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 and Fox should be a lot better than it was last year. More chemistry, stronger. My thing is, can Ty Reese take that next step? and actually develop a consistent lethal mid-range shot. If he can do that, that's going to open up so no. many more opportunities for this duo. I can't wait to see it. No, I disagree. I really? Disagree. It's not about his mid-range. It's about consistently okay. building on that. It's just building on that floater. That float, okay. that float game that he has, as long as he can hit that floater, his driving kicks are gross. The, my favorite thing about Tyrese Halliburton is he's never standing still. He's shadowing the driver. He's moving without the ball. And on top of that, he can hit an open three. Even how unorthodox it looks, that jump shot is wet. And at practice today, he had 20 of 22 three-pointers. The guy can shoot the basketball. I'm not worried about the – I don't really care about the mid-range because that mid-range, I don't, I don't think a shot from 18 feet really matters, right? It, or, or it matters in the playoffs. Right? It, it definitely ma matters because the pain is – on, uh, on this Kings team and how they play, it doesn't matter. He's going to get a screen right there on that high post area. And then it's either going to be a floater because he's so smart, a scoop layup, or a dime to whoever's whoever's following him. I, so I agree with that. I, I don't think it's a mid-range jumper. I think it's developing that floater and making sure that it's as consistent, uh, more consistent than it was last season. Number four, Rashawn Holmes at the center position. What happens there? Does he take the next step? The man just got paid. Vince... Will he finally be able to shoot the basketball or be allowed to shoot the basketball? I know Luke Walton talked about, well, if he stays, you know, I'm going to let him shoot threes. Or Realistically, though, like, my thing is, can he shoot that 18-foot jump shot? He hits free throws at a high rate. Will it translate to the mid-range shot? Look, I I mean, his, his little pump shot was a mid-range shot. He did that at the free throw line. He did that at the corners. He did that wherever he could. So, I mean, can he hit a mid-range shot? Yeah, it's a it's a pump shot. I, that are no an actual mid range like he said. He's not gonna do that. It's not it's not in his. I mean, I think he if any if he's shooting any three pointers, it's gonna be the same way he did it in Phoenix, and that's gonna be the two corners, and that's gonna be about it. Now, if they're really gonna let a center shoot any jump shots, and I know we're gonna get down to it here in these questions, it's gonna be about Marvin Bagley and the evolution of Marvin Bagley because they need to figure out what they really have with their former number two pick. Is this the guy? Strength has been a huge thing for him. He came out during uh, media day and said that he put on, what, 23 pounds, 25 pounds, something like that. He's looking good. He looks strong. Health is a big concern. My big thing is play within the offense. It comes down – I think the development of Rashawn Holmes comes down to the development of Marvin Bagley. Because if Marvin mm. Bagley can become that guy, I think Rashawn Holmes becomes tradable, bro. I really do. But you know me. I'm not. I think. I think Rashawn Holmes is perfect for his team. I don't think he is the starting center of the future of this team. Yeah, I. I'm not high on Marvin Bagley. Uh, he's not even in my I'm starting not, five. I and didn't say I was high on Bagley. I'm just saying that's the, the no. But that's that's fair. That's fair. And 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 we'll get into starting fives. 
Davion Mitchell, question number five, a defensive game changer. Is he a defensive game changer, Vince? Hell yeah, he's a defensive game changer. That man's going to guard you full court. That man is going to make sure you can't move. I said it during draft day. It is, uh, not, I'll be honest, I know these stats right off the top of my head because I looked it up not that long ago. It's my sixth most retweeted like tweet I've ever had on Twitter. Sacramento Kings finally got the market smart they always wanted at the number nine spot, and it's Davion Mitchell. The man gets into you, and if you don't believe me, go watch Summer League and go see what he did to Book Knight. He hurt his feelings. He did. So, yes, and I, he makes – And, and I love Book Knight. Like, I – I love Book Night. So, yes, Davion Mitchell will be a defensive game changer. And I didn't add this to the questions, but let's touch on it a little bit. I said this on Instagram today. Davion Mitchell, Tyrese, and Fox, I believe it will work offensively because Davion can hit that stationary shot. And if he has a live dribble, he's going to blow by you. But the question, even though his strength is defense, I'm still concerned once again, with size, with strength at the NBA level, can they work defensively? Let me ask you this. What sounds better? And this, let's just say this is a lineup, right? This is just, I'm not saying it's starting. I'm just saying it's right. a lineup. And this, and this ties into your question that you're bringing in right now. De'Aaron Fox, Tyrese Halliburton, Davion Mitchell, one, two, three, however you look at it, right? Harrison Barnes, Rashawn Holmes. That's a five, right? Versus, and this is going to be a starting five, by the way. D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, Anthony Edwards, Torian Prince, Carl Anthony Jones. Which roster is better? Because that's a one is a starting lineup in Minnesota. The other would Prince be is Prince is a starter on that team. I think it might be Vanderbilt or Prince. I think they're going to find out during training camp at summer league. I think Prince makes sense. I think people underestimate Prince, but he's a good player. I, I think Vanderbilt's just more energy. So they might do energy. I think Prince makes a bigger impact. But yeah. So, or it could even be Josh. Okay, Cody. so you said D'Lo, Edwards. D'Lo, Edwards, Malik Beasley, let's say Torian Prince or Jared Vanderbilt and Carl Anthony Towns. That's not an issue for me because those aren't the lineups that I'm worried about. The lineups that I'm worried about is like – when KD comes into town with Paul George, like like a size difference, right. it's it's it's, saying, it's easy to guard and not easy like like because Beasley's a bucket, but like size there isn't a huge concern for me at least. Right, but what I'm saying is is that that five I listed in Minnesota, that's a projected starting five. So when you say three guard lineups can't work, that's a three guard lineup yeah, that's going to sure. have to work for Minnesota. And for some reason, ESPN says that's a playing game. When you go over to this side, you got Mitchell at the one, Hallie at the two, and unfortunately Fox at the three. And no, that doesn't make much sense. But I'm saying that's a three-guard lineup that in certain scenarios as a bench presence can work. It just depends on the matchup. So do I think that it can work? Yes. Do I think the Kings should run it as a starting lineup? Absolutely not. But at the same time, we saw the Kings do it last season when it was Fox, Halliburton, and Buddy. And that's my starting lineup this year. I'm not starting Davion right off the uh, the, the jump. I'm but, not starting Davion either. Yeah, but it's we'll get to that. The Kings have a three-guard lineup set. That's what they're going to have to play. They're not beating you with defense. They're beating you by trying to outscore you. And that's why the Kings have their biggest problems. And that's why I will keep saying this. And it's go after Ben Simmons full throttle off of the bat. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with going after Ben Simmons or say it Pascal, but Pascal, I don't think he's doable. I I don't see the I, the Raptors 
making the move only because I love the idea of OG Siakam and Scotty Barnes. That's a three-headed monster that is waiting to happen. I don't see them moving him, but you know, uh, let's let's move on to Marvin Bagley, which is number six. Will Marvin Bagley take a positive step or a negative step this upcoming season? When you hit rock bottom, there's nowhere else to go. He's at the very bottom. He's okay, taking a that's step. Fair. <laughs> and why? I just think that it's time. I mean, if you can't use the excuse of, oh, uh, you know, if you put in the games that he's played, he's only in his second year. Yeah. You can't use, oh, if he was healthy. You know what? If anybody was healthy. Right, 100%. Availability is? The best ability. It's always going to be that way. That's what. You can't use it anymore when you're coming into a contract year for this guy. This is time. This is contract season time. This is to let us know whether or not exactly what we talked about in a previous video uh, with with the Rockets. Are you a rock or are you sand? Are you a building block or are you a trading piece? That's where we need to know because – Honestly, the things that we hear about Marvin Bagley uh, practice and what he's working on as a shooter, as a driver, as a post player, it sounds amazing. And the glimpses that we get when he does play as a rebounder, putback person, like it looks good. But guess what? We need to see it consistently. We need to see it for at least at least 68 games. So if, if- it's hard, but and I'm sure we'll touch on this right now. But let's touch on Buddy Heald, which is I had I had it as number eight, but let's let's say it's number seven. Number seven, the Buddy Heald question: What do you do with Buddy right now? Do you st- let's not even him. talk about starting him because I think we do start him. But it's what do you do with them knowing that you have Davion Mitchell, that you have TD? Uh, obviously, we know. A lot He's of things playing. behind, you know, closed doors. But, like, what do you do with him? You play him. Yep. You I mean, yeah. Play him. There's no, there's no way around it. Buddy Heald, as much as people want to, there's a love hate relationship in Sacramento with Buddy Heald, right? We love. And, I mean, I, I, to me, he's an asset. Period. No matter shooting is an asset in this league right now, and he can shoot off the dribble into that three. He hits that as a step back. Sometimes he dribbles a little too much, but guess what? When he shoots that ball, in my feeling, that's a wet ball. That thing is going in. It looks like he's thrown it into the ocean because it damn near never misses. Buddy Heald is a real shooter. It was like me the other day when we were hooping. I ain't going to lie. Like Vince looked great the other day. Like we were shooting, shooting. So when I tell you that he needs to play – it's it's not just to see what you have. It's because you need him for sure. out there with the players that you have around you. De'Aaron Fox is a driver. He is not a shooter. He is a driving scorer, right? So you need that space. Buddy Heald would be the best player he could be is if he would stop trying to be the thing that he's not. He's or not really- if, if Kings fans didn't expect him to be the thing that he's not, which Buddy's a super role player, but... He's they want him to, but they want him to be a budding star because they paid him like one. But that's not his fault. <laughs> but he, but he earned it. Joe Harris earned the same amount right. of money, but no one's playing because the Nets are winning. Right, win games, it doesn't matter. Seth Curry is getting praised right now because he's on a valuable contract. But guess what? Buddy Hield is better. Yeah, Buddy is better. Joe Harris, uh, Duncan Robinson. Joe got eighteen per. Duncan got 18 or 19, I forget. Buddy got 22, 23. 
for you gotta pe- pay the Sacramento. Right. For, and, and this is just context, just to clarify and bring this all back together. In Sacramento, you have to pay a little bit more, and that's the reason why. But if he was in in in, in Brooklyn or if he was in Miami, you better believe, you best believe that Buddy Healed would get paid at the bare minimum $18 million a season because he's worth that. He's a prime time shooter. Every dollar. For sure. I'm, my my thing is never really about the money, right? right? I bring money into it because it brings context and what I'm wanting right. out of him is I want someone that's going to play his role correctly. Stop being a standstill, wait for the ball player. Be like Halliburton and shadow the driver. Move down. Just do a little bit extra. Those. I, but what if I, I told you that the coaches want him to be that? Just to sit there in the corner or just just to stand there. You don't have to tell any Kings fan that that has really been watching this team that Luke Walton has been a problem for a lot of us. Luke Walton has never been the decision for many Kings fans to be the guy that stayed there. But guess what? This is a make-or-break season not only for Walton. I think it's a make-or-break season for that entire front office. I think it's a make-or-break season for a lot of people over there in Sacramento. And I think it comes down to how they handle Buddy Hield. And Buddy Hield is a real asset. He's a three-point shooting champion. He is top, I believe he's top five over the last few seasons as a three-point shooter. He's improved as a scorer yep. uh, every year that he's been in the league. So is he great? Buddy Hield, great. No. no. He, but He's a he's very a good basketball player. Very, yeah. very valuable piece to this team. Yeah. And he's very he's very much needed. And as much as you guys want to talk about the defense that he has, and I'm one of them, I have been yeah. a big person on Buddy Hill's defense. I've already told you this, or we keep hitting on it. Size matters. Pause. Pause. And, <laughs> and it comes down to stop always relying on someone to bail you out like Rashawn Holmes because that's going to be foul trouble. But now you got Tristan Thompson. Now you got Alex Lynn. I guess maybe you can sacrifice a little bit more. And I think maybe that's another reason why they got size down there. Again, pause. pause. And it also comes down to Marvin Bagley too, right? And that's why I said the development of Rashawn Holmes comes with the development of Marvin Bagley. I think all of that ties together. I think the development of Buddy, Buddy Heald helps the development of all those other big men as well. So Buddy Heald is a real asset for this team. And I don't know – and he can also be a real stone piece for this team. So people that want to hate on him, I 100% get it. I'm also a hater of yeah. Buddy Heald. I think he should have been traded a while ago because of how high his value can be as a shooter. But guess what? Value of shooters don't go away. J.J. Redick stayed in this league for a very long time before retiring. Duncan Robinson, who has done nothing much but shoot, just got paid $18 million and is now not going to be considered in trades over a guy like Tyler Hero, which is crazy to me because I think Tyler Hero is a way better basketball player. So mm. shooting has I think Buddy Hield is a key piece to this team being successful. Yeah, so the next question is preferred starting fives, record predictions, and where we differ. We can tie it all in one at, at this point. Where we differ, you keep talking about Marvin Bagley, which will will transition to me saying what my starting lineup is, and that's Fox, Halliburton, Buddy, HB, and Holmes. That's my starting five that I'm rolling with, and I want to tie it this way because I don't think Bagley should, as of day one, be the backup. To me, the backup four is Metu. I have Metu over, uh, like, like, like I have Metu over Marvin Bagley as of today. I don't care what the hype is about Marvin coming out. I know what Metu is doing, what he did for Team Nigeria, what he did in Summer League, and everything he's shown, even last season towards the end of the year, it's shown that he is that scoring backup four that the Kings need. That's, that's who I want Marvin to be. 
But as of right now, he has to beat out Metu. And I know that's not the storyline or the narrative that Kings fans want to hear because Metu isn't a prime or a, you know, big name per se. But my yeah. God, like Metu is right there yeah. under HB. Marvin better beat him out because Metu ain't going away. The kid is hungry and you can see it in his game. So that's how I feel about all those three questions. My starting five, once again, Fox, Halliburton, Heald, HB, and Holmes. And my and my backup is, you know, Davion, TD, Harkless, Metu, and Thompson. Yeah, no, no, we're not we're not far off, but here's my thing. I think my personal opinion on what I would do if I was the coach is I have the exact same starting lineup as you. I don't think Tristan Thompson needs to be your backup. I think yeah, I think you me like too, yeah. I think I think you 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 do a Bagley Metsu one two. I think you see if I think you see if Bagley's a center. Because if Bagley can play center, it changes his whole dynamic. That's what he is. He's a center. <laughs> no, but I don't know if you remember this, bro. When he first came into the into the league and they drafted him, this is why I think he has so much problem behind him. Why did Divock drafted him and said small forward, power forward, center? <clears throat> well, bro, that's a problem. When when someone puts these expectations in people's mind, perception is expectation. Yeah, that's true. Right? They perceived him to be a small forward. They perceived him to be a power forward. Fans put that expectation on him. All I'm expecting is a guy that gets you twelve points, eight rebounds. And play 68 games. I want Jason Thompson 2.0 off my bench. He's better than That's JT. Not- like he's he he's better than JT. But if you're the number two pick, you better be better than JT. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I don't care where you're drafted. I care yeah. about what you're producing. That's now. fair. That's that that that's fair. And 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 to tie that up full circle. Marvin Bagley needs to be your backup five. I agree 100%. Like, it's it's nice that Tristan Thompson is, is saying all the right things in practice. At media day, he's very well-spoken. I get it. He's 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 going to bring Khloe Kardashian and, and potentially Kim Kardashian to games, which is cool. I'm going to be there. Which, which, which is cool. But Marvin Bagley needs to be the backup five to Rashawn Holmes. Show that he gained that weight. Stop getting punked by guards, right, who are a lot smaller than him and literally pushing him in the paint. He needs to prove that he is a starting five because three months before he got drafted, not knowing that he was a, a that he was going to be the number two pick, I said it on my video, which is all documented. He is a he's a center in the NBA. That's that's what he was to me. Look at this. Look at this. If you guys think Jaron Jackson Jr. is a center, so is Marvin Bagley. Exactly. Exactly. That's, <laughs> That's it. Jared <laughs> Jackson Jr. is a center. So is Marvin Bagley. And I'm not even saying Bagley has to be a star, man. Like He doesn't. I just want to see that you've developed since the time you've gotten here. You is know it? what I mean? Like, I don't care where you're drafted at this point. At this, we know what we have right now. The Kings have potential for playing. If there was any chance for the Kings to make a playoff run, I personally believe it was last season, and even more so this year with the question marks on Jamal Murray, the question marks on Kawhi Leonard, the question marks on Klay Thompson. There's You don't know what's going on there with those teams. Is Memphis really that good? Because they just let, they just traded away their second-leading scorer yeah. in Jonas Valanciunas. So they're really believing in Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah. And Steven, like, you know what I mean? Like, is in- Ingram... Steven Adams in- isn't good. Like, I, I, I just don't want to hear that narrative. No, no, no. Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to be their starting center. Steven has Adams to be. Is, is a leader backup. He's a starter for their team, but he's the backup. 
Jaron Jackson Jr., Brandon Clark, those guys are going to get more minutes than him. So all my fantasy listeners that are listening, avoid Steven Adams. Putting it out there now. But like I'm saying, like with Marvin Bagley, if you can have a lineup on your bench that's Davion, Bagley, uh, Terrence Davis, Metu, like that's four key players. Not only can they get you buckets, Metu has defensive potential. Davis is at least a stouty guy that doesn't get bullied around. And Davion Mitchell is a defensive stud. Who who is that fifth guy? I don't know who it would be. Right. Who in your mind who would it be? Who would be the next guard? The two, the three. Um, it has to be Mr. Oh, King. Mo Harkless. Harkless. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I have Harkless there, but I expect Lewis King to take a big step forward. The the start the bench is going to be the the bench is going to be Davion TD Harkless Metu like who Metu. And Who's should, that fifth guy? Is it Thompson or is it Bagley? It should be Bagley. It should be Bagley. Agree. I'm going to go with Thompson just because I have very little it's faith not, in, in Bagley. But I, I personally want it to be Bagley, and I hope right. it's Bagley. I personally want the starting five to be Fox, Buddy, he, uh, Buddy, and Halliburton, HB, and Holmes. But we know Bagley's starting. He's not There's starting. A, He's not starting. No way. They're going to start. Him. This you is this is to. the make it or break it year for Luke right. Walton. He's not going to start him. The same with, with Dave. This is his last year. He was like, I'm winning games. I'm starting Bielitsa. He's a better player right now. I'm going to start the guy who is a better player now. Okay. And, I'm key five. Then. If, you, if, if Luke Walton plays that card and says, hey, if I'm on the hot seat, I'm playing my guys. That's it. You play your best five. That proved to be your – you won the most games. Your winning percentage and points on the floor, best five was that five that we just named. Yep. 100%. You bring Bagley off the bench and let him have the – dude, if Bagley's off the bench with Mitchell, Mitchell's a playmaker. Mitchell is a willing passer. He's like, not a good passer, but he's a willing like he's passer. A passer. No, he's no, not he's, a good passer. He's, 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 no, I'm not saying like he's, like he's no Halliburton. He's no fuck. You know what he is? He's a – Set your guy. You you get in your position, and I'll get you the ball. He can pass it down to the person on the block. He can, he he, and and he's a willing passer, and he's in, and he's going to be an improving passer because he is a person who watches a ton of film and who is literally a gym rat, right? Like they're they're trying to kick yeah. him out of the gym, and he doesn't want to leave. Like I expect him to improve, but as of today, on September thirtieth, he's not that yet, but he will be that. And that's just to clarify and say, oh, Leo said no, like. Leo is saying this, that he is going to become a good passer. Right now, he's not. I've I've been on multiple on the record saying that he wasn't. And everyone knows that he's not because he, he he showed it in, in, in sack and, and in summer. Like, he had good moments. But let's not let's not get carried away. Like, he's a good shooter and a great defender. That's it. He, he, he's, he can he's, – he's Attack the basket. He has an elite first step. He's good at offensively. Yeah, he's he is. He's good at a lot of things but great at nothing. Defensively, he's Agreed. amazing. Yes. Agreed. All right. So, Overall uh record predictions. I'm gonna say 43 and 39. I have him winning 42 games. Wow, we're right there. <laughs> we're right I there. I have my 42 or less. I think the over under is at 41 and a half. So we're both saying over. That's interesting. 41 and a half. I like the well, over have, on that. I have I have 42 wins. All right. Well, I, I, can I, can I make a bold prediction right here on your show? Go ahead. I haven't even done a podcast yet. By the way, the King's Court Podcast, rate, review, subscribe on any uh, social media platforms at VM Center. 
Uh, I have the Kings making it to the play-in and still missing the playoffs, but I do have them making it to the play-in game this year. So they're a 10 seed to you? Uh, I think they're going to be a 9 seed. And lose. Oof. That's going to hurt. Yeah. It's going to be a hard game. So I think they make it 9. I think a lot of teams get healthy toward the end. You're going to see a lot of potential. I think the Kings build up a big enough lead to where they stay 10-9. Uh, I, I honestly feel like they're gonna they're gonna sit seven for a while and then drop, but I think that it just kind of depends on what they do. I think the trade deadline is gonna be huge. For them. If they stay put, I have to, I I have to admit that you're right. I feel like Let's, they'll stay there at seven. For this though, for when we do our our preview show, because I'll, I'll have you on for my preview yeah, like show. It, it's like you're right. Like they'll be like seven ish, and if they stay put. They'll probably, you know, get like a nine and lose. And but if they make a move, though, that could, you know, elevate them and and potentially depending on what the move is. Right, right. And I, and we're saying we're saying Siakam or Ben Simmons. I think Ben Simmons. Honestly, if this is a Kings moment, this is probably going to be our longest video of the ones that we've done. Yeah, I'm saying this right now, Kings. If you haven't done it yet, now is the time. Hit a homer. Swing with all of your might and get a guy who's on a four-year contract and has literally come out publicly, well, I mean, through his agent, and said, I'm willing to play for anybody else but the Sixers. You have the assets that the Sixers need to stay competitive. We just talked about it on a Sixers video not that long ago. Now is the time. And if you fall there, I think Pascal Siakam, you think he's not. I think Pascal Siakam is going to be very available. I think Scotty Barnes is going to show to be a very key piece, and him and OG Ananobi with Freddie Van Vliet, and then you add a guy like a Halliburton or a Mitchell out there. I, I think there's a lot to be had with uh, with with Pascal Siakam in this team. But you, it's time to hit a home run. It's time to stop playing middle guy. And I and a big thing for me too is I think the front office knows, like they're all everyone that's there in Sacramento knows it's time or it's going to be shaken up all over again. And I don't know if Sacramento is ready for another shakeup. I think they know what they have right now. And it's time to build. Stop stop creating pieces. Build your pieces now. Fox is good. Halliburton, you hit it. Davion Mitchell, before he plays a game, his value is high. Buddy, we know what we got. Holmes is your center. Let's see what we can build with it now. There it is, y'all. If you enjoyed this video, please like, share, and subscribe. If you enjoy quality basketball content like podcasts, film breakdowns, and live reactions on game days, Basketball Zone, Cowbell Kingdom provides frontline coverage of the NBA every single day. We'll see you guys on the next one.